What's going on, everybody? This is Ben from Retro Ben Gaming. With all the craziness happening in the world today, I decided to add a little positivity to it with this podcast. This podcast is going to focus on all things video games, whether it's discussing them, playing them, or just getting them on the cheap. Now, whether you're a PC player or a console player, I believe we all have something to add to this conversation. So I hope you enjoy the podcast, and as always, keep gaming. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you so much for being here. I truly appreciate it. How's everybody's summer going? Mine is hot, but it's good. I'm working a lot, building some little projects around the house. Just finished a new chicken coop for the chickens. You guys enjoying yourselves? How's the weather treating you? Able to play any good video games? I know I have. Speaking of good video games, today we're going to talk about a game that I myself did not play as a child. I've played as an adult, but I really missed out on this gem, and that is Rush and Attack on the NES. Some of you may have fond memories of this game. I First time I actually saw this game being played was on Twitch a few years back. I never knew about this as a child, but it looked interesting enough. I played it to uh, mixed reviews in my head, but I can't wait to play this game and try to beat it for my YouTube channel which can be found at Retro Ben Gaming. With all that said, let's get into the game. Russian Attack is a run-and-gun game developed and released by Konami in North American arcades in 1985 and converted to the Nintendo Entertainment System and MS-DOS PCs. That must have been magical. Its name is a play on the phrase Russian Attack. I'm glad that's included. I never would have guessed that. Due to its Cold War setting. It was released in some countries as Green Beret and ported to home systems, becoming a critical and commercial success for arcades and home computers. The players assume the role of the United States Special Operations Green Berets, named Steve and Ben on the Japanese Famicom ad poster, who are infiltrating an enemy military base to save POWs from execution by a firing squad. There are four stages, each stage ending with a special group of ambushers. First stage is a marshalling area, which ends with a truckload of jump-kicking enemies. Second stage is the harbor, and that ends with a pack of German shepherds. Third stage is the airbase, and it ends with three auto-gyros. The fourth is a Siberian camp, and it ends with a flamethrower operator. I think out of all those, the German shepherds freak me out the most. The Soviet armed forces that attack throughout every stage are soldiers, gunners, supply runners, combat specialists, jetpack soldiers, German shepherds, parachute gunners, gyrocopters, and flamethrowers. The omnipresent combat knife can be supplemented with captured arms. By eliminating certain Russian militants, the players can obtain a three-shot flamethrower or a four-shot RPG or three-pack of hand grenades. When the mission is accomplished, the four rescued POWs salute, and the player repeats the game from the first stage on the next difficulty level. An invisible time limit kills the player. That always sucks. An invisible time limit kills the player. That's uh, never been fun in any game ever. Kind of like life. Just an invisible time limit kills you. Extra lives are given at 30,000 and 70,000. And per 70,000 up to 980,000, the survival of the fittest mode thereafter. Under license from Konami, Image Software released home versions of the game 
With the Green Beret title for home computers in Europe in 1986, the ZX Spectrum, Commodore Plus 4, Commodore 64, the Amstrad CPC, the Atari 8-bit family, the MSX, and the BBC Micro. The Commodore 64 port was programmed by David Collier with graphics by Steve Wahid. It was released in North America in December 1986. The Commodore 64 version was well known for its loading music by Martin Galway. In 1987, the game was included in the compilation Konami coin-up hits with Hypersports, Mikey, and Yar Kung Fu. An unrelated IBM PC version was released by Konami for the North American market with the Russian attack name in 1989. A family computer disk system version of Green Beret was released in Japan on April 10, 1987 along with a corresponding version for the NES as Russian Attack, released that month in North America and on June 8, 1989 in Europe. The objective of the NES version was changed from rescuing prisoners to destroying a secret weapon being developed in the enemy's headquarters. A two-player simultaneous cooperative mode was introduced. The gameplay mechanics are essentially identical to the arcade version. However, the flamethrower is removed only the rocket launcher and grenades remain. And two new power-up items are introduced. A star mark, which grants invincibility, and a pistol with unlimited ammo, both which are only usable for a limited period. Nothing says authentic Cold War escapades like invincibility and unlimited ammo. The NES version features two additional stages that are not in the arcade game. An airport set between the missile base and the harbor, where the player faces a group of rocket soldiers at the end, and a new final stage set inside the enemy's base that ends with the player using rocket launchers dropped by enemy soldiers to disarm a nuclear missile. All in a day's work for a Green Beret. The flamethrower core at the end of the warehouse stage was replaced by a paratrooper unit. The Famicom version has a few cosmetic differences with higher difficulty compared to its NES counterpart. A conversion of the arcade version of Russian Attack is included in the 2002 compilation Konami's Collector's Series Arcade Advance for the Game Boy Advance. The game features the same four stages as the arcade version, and two extra stages unlocked via the Konami code. A two-player versus mode has been added, which utilizes the game link cable. The A button jumps instead of the D-pad. A second portable version is included in the 2007 compilation Konami Classic Series Arcade Hits for the Nintendo DS. Unlike the Game Boy Advance version, the Nintendo DS version has a direct port of the original arcade game. However, it includes various bonus features such as scans of the instruction cards and leaflets as well as tips. Let me explain something to maybe you younger audience. You're not used to instruction manuals in video games, but those were like the holy grail. So what you did was you bought a video game in the 80s and 90s and before you even played it you opened it up and you took out the instruction manual and you either did this at night or you did this while you were taking a poop me it went either way at it you know whenever I had a chance but you would read through that instruction manual and you would figure out exactly how to play the game before you actually played the game and it was amazing just having one of those instruction manuals with the game was just power in your hand Russian attack was released on Xbox Live Arcade for the Xbox 360 on May 23, 2007. This version is another direct port of the arcade game, but features an optional game mode with improved graphics and a remixed soundtrack. This version was developed by Digital Eclipse. 
Green Beret was released for smartphones in Japan in 2006. The mobile version is a direct port of the Famicom version with a new health bar. The mobile port was re-released in China for Java phones on December 26, 2008. In Japan, Game Machine listed Green Beret in its November 15, 1985 issue as the third most successful table arcade unit of the month. In Europe, Green Beret was considered one of the first military shoot-em-ups on the market and became a major hit in arcades. The home computer conversions topped the UK Gallup sales charts in June 1986, becoming one of the top four best-selling games of 1986 in the UK, and one of the year's top three best-selling Commodore 64 games. Its budget re-release later topped the UK budget sales charts in July 1989. Green Beret was well-received by critics. Mike Roberts and Eric Doyle of Computer Gamer Magazine gave the arcade game a positive review, comparing its favorability with the action film Rambo First Blood Part 2, while calling it an incredibly violent game that is brilliant to play. Commodore User said the arcade version is a kind of rightwards scrolling commando, but much better, while praising brilliant graphics and sound. Computer and Video Games reviewed the Commodore 64 and ZX Spectrum versions calling the game Konami's answer to Capcom's Commando and comparing it favorably with the Rambo Films series. The review said it was fast, furious, and terribly addictive. The MS-DOS version of Russian Attack was reviewed in 1989 in Dragon Magazine by Patricia Hartley and Kirk Lesser, giving 3.5 stars out of 5. Ace reviewed the budget re-release of Green Beret for the Commodore 64, ZX Spectrum, and the Amstrad CPC in 1989, calling it an intellectually thought-out shoot-em-up with excellent graphics. The Nintendo version ranked 99 on IGN's Top 100 NES Games list. Ooh, just got in there. That is the history, the brief history of Russian Attack. I'm going to try to uh, play. I'm not going to try to play. I'm going to play. I'm going to try to beat this game on my YouTube channel. And I think just for fun, because of all the comparisons we had today, after this game, I'm going to do a podcast and a playthrough of Commando on the NES. And we'll see how those two compare. Anyway, thank you so much for being here. I hope you learned something today. I sure did. I didn't know all the history of this game. I just knew it was a game. Like I talked about in the intro, I hope you guys are enjoying your summer. If you get a chance, play Russian Attack. If not, play anything. It really doesn't matter as long as you're having fun playing a video game. As always, keep being good people, be good to those around you, and keep on gaming. Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please take a second to subscribe. And if you want to get a hold of me, you can at retrobendgaming at gmail.com. Thanks again, and as always, keep gaming.